Welcome to the Mum Break Podcast, a place where you can feel normal, get helpful information, and laugh your ass off. Hopefully without peeing your pants. I'm your host, Erica, and I have two kiddos. I am not a mom expert, but I do have a zillion hours of therapy under my belt and no filter. I'm on my own journey to find happiness, and I want to help you on the way to yours. It is day 17 and I officially skipped Sunday. (laughs) Sunday was the new day of rest for me. I didn't have any guests scheduled and as you can tell by the fact that I rolled out these last few episodes back to back, I was a bit behind on editing so I decided to take the day (laughs) to take a break and organize (laughs) toys instead. Oh lordy. I have done the opposite of what you would expect me to do during this time because I've spent the last few months focusing so much on cleaning and organizing and getting my life under control. And as soon as the opportunity to clean and organize and get life under control really just optimizes itself by making me be stuck at home all day, I've done the opposite where I've just literally shut down and done nothing. And that's been my coping mechanism until yesterday where I decided to gut the kids. We call it their store, their store of toys. But essentially, long story short, what it is, is it's our storage room for all of the toys in the house so that all of the other rooms don't get bogged down with junk. Um, Because you know how kids can get. So that's my coping strategy. (laughs) I will see how long it lasts. I don't know that it'll last for very long, but it was what I needed to do in that moment. And that was my restful (laughs) Sunday. We also actually did our first car visit to family in two weeks. Now that we're off quarantine, we, I, my husband was doing the garage. So I decided to pack the kids up and get out of the house. And I drove, popped them in the minivan and we did two things. We drove over to my parents' house and I just kept them strapped in the car seat. And my parents essentially just waved from outside the car at us and they threw up, they had a couple toys, so they just sort of passed them on to the kids. My parents are very careful. They're like, we hand sanitize them. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. At this point, just, just throw them in. (laughs) And so that was really nice. The kids were pretty good. I had to the entire way over, over and over and over again for Aubrey, my four-year-old on repeat say, we're not getting out of our car seats. We want to make sure everybody's safe because how did germs spread, blah, 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 blah. So that she knew when she got there, there wouldn't be mass mental breakdowns and hysteria because that was a complete possibility. So that was kind of nice. We'll probably do my in-laws today or tomorrow. And as we go figure this out, I can't imagine, I put myself in the perspective of grandparents and I cannot imagine not being able to see, especially grandparents of really young kids, like my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law with, she has a baby. And by the time, I mean, Austin's sort of in a similar boat. They're just going to be completely different kids by the time they actually get to see and interact with them again. So I, I cannot fathom if my kids had kids and I missed huge chunks of their childhood. That would, um, ugh, it's sad. Anywho, it's the first world problem, but at the same time, it's the reality of some people right now. So, oh, where was I? Yesterday, 
was a good day. We drove around. Um, then we did a car game. I'm trying to under explain to Aubrey. She's almost, she's four and a half. So I'm trying to explain to her. She's starting to realize that everything is closed. Everything is shut down. She doesn't understand why. So I explained to her the difference between essential and non-essential business, why things were, some things were closed, why some things were open. And we actually went around to a few different malls and drove by the stores. And I said, this is this store. This is what they do. Are they essential or non-essential? And she would have to guess. So that was sort of a fun way to kill <laughs> half an hour and nice to, to get out. It's, it's weird because where I am in Ottawa, almost every single mall has a grocery store. So it's weird because it's pockets of no man's land, but then pockets of super busy, well, not busy, but relative to nothing, super busy. Almost every single little mall has still lots of people in it because of the fact that there's food stores. Anywho, today is uh, officially the first day I am going back to work full time. Now, actually, I hadn't really planned to talk about this, but it's the reality of this moment that I'm in. I have 26 minutes before I have to log into work. It's 8.30, oh, 24, 25 minutes now. It's 8.35 in the morning. I was previously working only three days a week and then two days a week on the blog. So that was the system that I had going that would give me more time to work on the blog, it's a stream of revenue for me for sure. But in these uncertain economic times, I have a wonderful boss, a wonderful job. I decided to make the, de I decided to make the decision. Yeah. Oh, my brain super functional right now. I made the decision to ask to go back full time. And so I'm starting officially today. Another reason why is because my workload at work is insane right now, and I was still working more than three days a week. Anyways, part of my job is helping communicate and do crisis management for this situation. So as you can imagine, it's quite busy. So, I mean, part of the reason why I'm trying to streamline the from inside and figure out what the best thing is to do because I think my time is a little bit more, a little bit less flexible at this point. So. All that to say, I'm still trying to figure things out, as we all are. As I know, Sarah, I haven't interviewed yet. I'll be interviewing her later today, but I'll splice this in after because I do these real time, as most of you know. But um, yeah, slowly figuring things out. I'm excited to talk to Tara, Sarah. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to talk about. We're just going to shoot the SHIT. Again, try not to swear because I know that more kids are home these days. But the irony of it is that she actually lives very, very close to me and we rarely see each other because we're both so busy. So we're going to do a virtual call, chat, and we're going to hear how she's doing at home with the two kiddos. Okay, guys, I hope everyone is being safe. Here is Sarah. What are you eating? <laughs> I'm eating, um, they're like chocolate chips, except like the vegan version. Mmm. Has no dairy, no soy, no blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah. So how is that going? Okay. First of all, maybe tell, tell people about you because is this your first podcast? Like ever. Oh, I'm sorry. This is so informal. We'll do a proper no. one one time when I do like real bells and whistles when we're not both just eating and I'm randomly telling you, introduce yourself. Well, I feel like this is a nice way to ease into it too, right? Mm. Very true. And from what I've heard of your podcasts, because I listened to them, 
Um, they've all been pretty like the inside edition ones have been really nice and informal and relaxed and mm -hmm. yeah, so. just chatting with friends. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fun for a first time for me. Mm, that's true. I feel good about this now, easing you yep. into your exactly podcasting yep. journey. Yep. Oh, I'm so excited to break your podcasting seal, though. Hello. Ah. Hello from very close across the city. Yeah. So far, we're like really close right now, but yep. not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as is everyone, though, this is like, this is hard. Mm. I have, so my two neighbors across the street from me, when I chat with on Facebook Messenger, I'm like, honestly, one day, if you just see me standing in the window, like waving, please just, just look at me and wave back. Like make eye contact. Yeah. Don't yes. me. Or just smile and say hi. You get it. She's like, I know I will. Next time I'm walking the dog, I'll just, I'll just wave. Just wave. Big wave. My son stands outside our front step right there and opens the door and he's like, hello world. Mm -hmm. Hello everyone. <laughs> Good. Um, like he's gonna have some social issues because of this mm. remember when you thought he actually would and now he's the most like social and now he's, yeah yeah kind. I mean, that took a lot of work though and now look at look what happened all i know work. you just back to a year <laughs> yeah. and a half ago <laughs> all my work and i'm gonna put him back into preschool and like back into civilization and he's just gonna be the hamster in the corner like vibrating all over again and i'm gonna it'll mm. be fun. Jordan and I were having that conversation. I'm sorry, guys, about the food today. I'm just so hungry. It's 10 o'clock and I haven't eaten yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely eating because the kids are out of the house, so I can eat without them picking at my food. So. Ooh, he took them? Oh, like, he took them walk. in the car. Okay. Yeah, because we don't want, like, I mean, a walk right now with one person and two kids, you're either wearing the baby or yeah. they got the baby in the stroller, and Tom doesn't really get the whole social distancing thing. Yeah, it's so hard he's, for that age. Yeah, he's quick to run up to people and be like, hi, how are you? And we're like, okay, we've talked about the bubble, and we've talked about kind of like, you know, we're not running up to people right now, but he's three, and he's excited when he sees a human, so. Yeah. So it's just, you strap him in the car. We gave him the tablet. He's really starting to get into Pokemon right now. Mm, I've heard that's big. Um, yeah. So we gave him that and he's just driving them and David's going to nap. The best. That's the best. Yeah, Sorry. Bye. I'm going to go back and ask you to introduce yourself. Oh I'm yeah. Cutting you off in the excitement of food. No, oh, it's cause this is fun. So my name is Sarah. I uh, run a blog sort of, um, it does have a blog page. I just redid the whole thing. So I guess I can say that. Um, and it's motherhood unhinged and I don't really have like a narrow focus. I have food, allergies, crafts, activities, just a little bit of everything. Raising two boys, going a little crazy. Um, right now I'm talking a lot about learning how to co-parent with my husband, which is really big for us. Mm -hmm. That's new. a huge transition for you though. Like I don't think yes. people give that enough credit because- you literally have done everything for the last yes. three years. Yeah. Like, li yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying he, your husband works super hard to support the family. Yeah. He's, yeah. Kind, he's an involved, active parent, but he works long hours. And right. outside of the hours, the kids are asleep. 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 Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are asleep when he's in the building. Exactly. So, so it's not that he's actively not helping you. It's that no, no, no. you're doing yeah. it all out of necessity. And now you're both in the house oh. for the first time in three years. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. In your routine. <laughs> like the first, I would say the first week, I was like, I don't think we can do this 
because you're ruining everything. And then it took, it took me putting up what we do on my whiteboard and like the list of like everything from like Davy's safe foods to Thomas's shows to like just generally what we do in the day. And by week two, last week, we were kind of getting a little bit better and more into it. By the end of last week, I was like, okay, we may not kill each other. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> but I feel like not enough people have talked about this. Like I'm going through and I'm like, who else wasn't home with their husband all the time and now all of a sudden is? Like who yeah. wants to talk to me about this? Because this is hard. It is hard. And especially when you're trying to mesh two totally different parenting styles. Oh my yeah. goodness. I was about to murder Jordan. He, again, same situation. No, not, not even close to the same situation, but same no, situation from the perspective of he's like an active, kind parent, right? Like okay. he genuinely, like from that perspective, they're just like really go, both good men. Yeah. So I say that in, in advance of my bitching and complaining that I'm about to do. <laughs> For three years, we've had two, well, one toy and then another toy we got within the last year and a half that make noise, but the kids never knew they made noise because I never put batteries in them. Yes. I'm upstairs in my office where I am right now on a meeting and all I hear is car horns. Like, yeah. like, what the key? And I assume the kids got a hold of the keys and are like beeping the car. For your car, yeah. No, Jordan just thought it was a great idea to put batteries in all of the toys. Yeah. So now the kids are running around the house pressing all, I'm like, I went three years and the kids without this toy no. making noise they they literally did not know a, they didn't know yeah i'm like yes. why was this a good idea to you like yeah. i made it so far we have this tiny thomas the train thing that thomas didn't know had batteries in it and the thing runs on its own okay like it just it chugs through the rooms and shit and are there people listening i shouldn't swear i don't know um and he put batteries in it last week. And I was like, we've had this thing for a zillion years. He had no idea it moved on its own. And now he's killing the battery every other day because he just (sighs) leaves it. It's like a mouse crossing your path as you're just trying to like be in your house. Mommy, (sighs) the batteries are dead. And now we're out. And it just, no. I'm like, where do you find batteries now? You just have a crying kid with a toy that doesn't work. Exactly. Like this is, and I think that's so how men and women are different. And we're sitting at home thinking, okay, what, activity and structure do I need in my day depending on what you personally need and what your skill set is like everyone is varying levels of structure but with my husband it's like let's just go play in the basement and play sprinting tag the whole day I'm like you are setting me up for failure this is not sustainable in the long run stop playing freeze tag with them all all day day long bits and pieces fine but teach them how to play independently because at some point I'm gonna have to hop on a conference call and say get away kids and, they and they're gonna be like mommy play, play with me yeah mm. yes such a first world problem yeah it is a little bit and like it is something that I touched on this morning in one of the posts that I did is that like while this is so incredibly hard I'm I'm 100% sure people have it far harder and yeah. like my big first world problem right now is that after first nap I like to go right into Thomas's activity for the day. Thomas also knows as soon as we're up from first nap, it's activity. It's just always the way it's been, like this or not. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine or not, this is the way it's always been. And, you know, Paul will be in the kitchen doing the dishes. God bless him. Thank you. 
Yeah. But I'm in the middle of like trying to set up an activity and we're bumping into each other. And he's like, well, I just, I want to get this tidy. And I'm like, but I'm about to make a giant mess. (laughs) So you need to get out of the way so I can set up the activity and then we'll clean everything. And like, it's been that transition to now he'll Tom's up and he's like, okay, what's the activity for the day? And like touch base with me there. And like, but it did take two full weeks of like crash course training to get there. It's training. Training. That's all I can call it. Ever feel, and I know you have a different perspective than most parents because you've gone through hell and back for your own personal Mm. stuff, but I feel so torn because in my world right now, these are real, I'm not going to use the word problems, but these are real challenges and things I'm working through, but I'm very like emotionally involved in the fact that there are big, huge, scary, real problems right now that are weighing me down and sitting heavy on my heart and soul. But it doesn't, knowing that those are out there doesn't make my day-to-day challenges easier. So I feel guilty about that. Yes. And it's always kind of sitting in the back of my mind as well. I'm like, you know, there's these little frustrations, but I'm lucky enough that my husband is here right now. Mm -hmm. I mean- for us, we have three jobs between the two of us, and he's deemed only one essential service out of two of his jobs. Okay. So he's only got to work one of them. Um, and so for us, that's that's huge, just having him in the building, having him with the kids this often. And, you know, I mean, ask him, and at the end of the day, he's like, I don't even, I'll go to work now. I can go to work. That's cool. Like, he's exhausted and done by the end of his day. But he also knows how much of a blessing in disguise, I guess, this is. And it's, it's hard not to feel that like background guilt for even thinking to myself, you know, why is he doing the dishes right now when I'm trying to set up this activity? Yeah. Because then you get so mad at him. You're like, okay, cool. But my husband is home doing the dishes. Yeah. Like, how right. is that something that I can complain about? But it doesn't make it any easier in that moment because your way right. of coping is sticking to that routine that you're used structure to and, and yes something puts out of it it makes it more difficult for you to like cope I don't know I'm it's easier to talk to someone else's perspective on it but for me I know that it's a constant struggle of my friends are losing their businesses people are losing yes their jobs, people are sick my friends are in the hospital like it's overwhelming and scary and then when I complain about the fact that my husband got in my way making me a smoothie well, right that's and you're like I mean. well <laughs> that's a I mean who complains about that Ugh. right it's but like we're not because at the end of the day this is how we're coping with our our challenge and our challenge is going to look different than somebody else's challenge and i mean somebody else's challenge unfortunately could be far greater in certain perspectives as in someone could not have a roof on their head at all and then it's just taking that time as as people in our situation, it's taking that time to think about that for 30 seconds, realign ourselves and go, okay, fine. That's cool. You're in my way, but thank you for being here. And thank you for helping us with the roof over our head. And, you know, just while we have these issues, keeping in the back of our head, people have bigger struggles than that. Do you find that in sort of more of a blogger question, do you find that because you talk to so many people in so many different situations, it's almost not harder on you, but harder on you mentally, because I know that I'm struggling with hearing everybody's stories and it weighs, hearing each story and each, like in my perceived mind, real struggle, people losing their jobs, people losing their businesses, but that weighs so heavy on me 
but I think it's because I talk to people in so many different uh, yes. situations. So I'm hearing it all, all the time. Yeah. And I hear all the stories and see, and like a lot of people just message and offer up their stories as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which has given me nothing but the ability to check my privilege. Exactly. Which is why then I feel so guilty about, but again, it doesn't take it away, but it also, it reframes it. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it does, especially I find on a harder day, like Yesterday, I found particularly hard. It was pouring rain. It was cold outside. It was a gross day yesterday. It was a gross day. We're at the end of two weeks of being on top of each other. I mean, it's going to start to get mentally heavier and heavier the longer we're inside. And I just found yesterday, I was seeking out other people feeling that way. And it was a quick thing. All I had to do was post that in my stories. And I had people messaging me being like, today was crap. And I was like, thank you. It was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, even though their crap was different from my crap. Yeah. It was still, we had this mutual, like, this situation is not fantastic for anyone. And it's not fantastic for you for these reasons, me for these reasons. But we can come together and see that either way, it was a struggle bus sort of a day. I do love seeing, <laughs> seeing other people struggle with the things that I struggle with. So yes. I don't, I, I want to be very clear. I don't like seeing people struggle, but no, I like, but when I like people, like, so for instance, if like talking with you about feeling frustrated about your husband, who's an amazing husband, an amazing person yes. in his home, I like to be able to talk about that. And I like that you're, I don't like that you're struggling with it, but I like that no, I'm not alone it, in that struggle. Yeah. It's nice to see that someone else has thought these things and gone through this and it's a common ground for you to feel like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. I'm totally cool feeling this way. So your day-to-day right so I mean your life has changed but in a way it hasn't because you're a stay-at-home mom you're yeah. you already have your systems in place how much has your day changed compared to before what's what's your sort of daily schedule like so for us right now um everything's interrupted because I have a six-month-old who naps three times a day right like that I always find that creates kind of a an ebb and flow of the day that yeah. is frustrating. Um, not that it should be because he needs to nap, but I am always of the like, go, 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 go mentality. Like yeah. I was pretty thrilled when Tom dropped his naps at 18 months. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I don't need like, yeah, it's easy. No naps are easier. Right. Cause then you so, do early bedtime and then yes. you just don't have to worry. Exactly. About Three naps is a hard phase. Three naps is difficult because it's just as soon as you get everything organized, okay, now he's tired again. And so that I've been working out regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was already in the works. And that was already something we had balanced out with quiet time for Thomas. Yeah. So whenever it's nap time, it's quiet time. That's when Thomas has access to technology. That's essentially how I've done it. So our day hasn't changed too much in the structure of get up, breakfast, do the morning thing nap, activity, lunch, nap, and then dinner, and then bed. So that sort of like basic structure hasn't changed. The fact that we can't do anything after the lunchtime break, nap, quiet time, that's been difficult. Because you guys used to go out and do a lot of walks. You'd take the yeah. dog. You'd go to parks. Like yeah. you've always been a very get out and go kind of person. Yes. Yeah, we'll do whether it's like a playground or a friend's place or we go to any museum, farm, you name it. Like I got to get my kid out. He mm-hmm. climbs walls. Yeah, he if he's if he's not out. Yeah, he's very busy. 
Um, and it's already starting and I can already see it with David. If we don't at least get him out for the walk for the day, then bedtime becomes a disaster. He gets rangy. Yeah. At six months. Can't wait. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. That's, that's great when they're both crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're in such a, it's an, it's an interesting ages my kids are at right now. So they're four and a half and two. Um, I forgot it was Austin's birthday in a few weeks and I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> It'll be good. God, he's still young. He's two. You won't remember. Yeah. Um, but they're, they already do such when my kids were your kids age, it was harder, but in a way easier because the baby was just sort of along for the ride. Yes. But now Austin wants to do his own thing, but all the things that he can do are like nothing essentially because he's yeah. only two. <laughs> Yeah. And Aubrey wants to do with these intricate little things. So all I hear downstairs is constant screaming of Austin stole this and Austin did that. And then Austin will come up and randomly hit her and then she'll, she'll hit him. I'm like, why? I shouldn't laugh, but. No, well, you're just like, this is my future. I'm laughing yeah. how well I can. Yeah. But then at the same time, like my kids both sleep. Right? Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Well, Tom sleeps now. Yeah. He's three. Yeah. Yeah. It does not, but. Neither did Thomas at that age, so what is sleep? But he's like fat and adorable. Oh, I know. Oh, I can't. You posted a picture. So um, actually, can you do a really quick overview of like your crazy experience? Like you don't need to yeah. go into details, but it, it, it explains why one of your kids is really skinny and one is like super one is, yeah. and fat and adorable so, and why I feel comfortable commenting on it. Oh yeah. And I love to hear it. Like it's the best thing to hear. Yeah. Um, so it's a good like it's a good thing to hear for you. Yes. The quick and dirty is uh, both my sons have FPIs. My firstborn grew out of it. Um, when he was about two and a half, three, we had to medicate him to get him on solid food. Can stuff. you just say really quickly what that is for people? Oh, food protein induced enterocolitis syndrome. So basically what that means is that they are allergic to all protein in foods. Each <laughs> food can be, I know it sounds wild, right? Each food can be a trigger. Figuring out the triggers is just as fun as it sounds. So Thomas had like 35 plus triggers. I ate six foods to nurse him for a year and a half. So they're um, both really tiny. I'm just going to yes. say Sarah got, she's yeah. already a petite human being to begin with. She's just like very- super skinny yeah like and so was he he was tiny 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 uh yeah. he was sitting in the fifth percentile and then he fell off the chart altogether if that kind of gives you an idea yeah, very small um, very petite little adorable petite, boy. delicate boy um and then so with him eventually with the help of medication and a huge team at chio we got him on solids david we started to see his signs of f pies when he was four six weeks old i was already on a total elimination diet by the time he was six weeks um so Ooh. it was 12 foods <laughs> <laughs> 12 foods is way better than six it is like it sounds sad but guys i got chocolate chips this round so yeah like 12 foods i think relative to what and you're both like you're looking very healthy yes he's like a normal fat baby which is yes. why i brought it up like so seeing your comparison picture all this to say i saw your comparison picture was it yesterday or the day before of, both of the high chair six months yeah yeah and David Wild, is just like sort of, tank. well, no, I wouldn't even say he's like, he's just very average mm. for, yes. compared to a kid who's not even on the chart. He's just mm -hmm. very proportional for his age. Yes. And you can see, and you can see in that photo. Yeah. Yeah. Just the juxtaposition of them. Like just yeah. holy crap, the difference. Do you and find, it was for me. 
this experience this time around with it has been easier because you know what to look like and because you have more foods yeah or has it been like, harder because now you've you're going through it again and you're exhausted with two kids I mean there is that aspect but I always think of it like I know this is going to end and with Thomas I never knew when it would end right like it's just so much easier to know that it'll it'll once we get him on baseline and once he's comfortable and we find those triggers and they're gone then everything kind of goes back to our version of normal. Yeah, I'm eating 12 foods, but it's stuff like salmon and avocado and like egg. Like great foods. Yeah, like these are healthy, fatty foods. I'm not worried about, like I was with Thomas, I'm not worried about me and my ability to produce any milk for him or lose a ton of weight. And I can see David going on these foods because we found baseline at like six weeks I went on the diet by two two, three months, we found his baseline and got to start solids at a relatively normal age. So quick relative to Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas was two, two years old. Two years of basically like you being malnourished torture. Yeah. Imagine. So I'm framing this for everybody listening picture. And this is not the direction I wanted to take this podcast, but I just, because I think you're such a superhero, honest, honest to God. And you're always so positive, but the taking your firstborn toddler baby who doesn't sleep, who doesn't eat, and you're doing all of that on six foods that aren't fueling your body in a way that you need and keeping it all together and doing it all by yourself. Like you are a hero. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, you have your moments. Everybody does, but you know, every, every day, everyone does a hundred percent. Yes. How we bounce back. We're human. Okay, got to stretch. Um, yep. But yeah, so okay, that's good though, that it's, it's wow, that was quick relative to Thomas. That's great. It's, it's a, a world of difference. It's, it's, I forget sometimes that it's- How terrible unique, it was. Yeah, and like I forget that we're a unique situation when people uh, are offering, you know, before quarantine to hang out and they'll provide snacks and, you know, they'll just set out a plate and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't have 80% of these. But that's about the only time that I, I really struggle with the 12 foods. I mean, most people have strawberries in their house. Most people have something that I can have. What are your 12 foods right now? Do you know them off the top of your head? <laughs> I have a list right here. Uh-huh. Uh, cucumber, <laughs> banana, raspberries, bread. Only one type of bread though. Um, it's the Bellagio bread that has like three ingredients to it. Got it. How, do you, Which, by how the way, are you finding that right now? Uh, yeah, which by the way, um, the only reason I can get that bread is because Food Basics has put a two loaf per customer um, stop to it because when I first first everything started happening, I couldn't get half my foods. They were gone. That's horrifying. Like the bread was gone, the salmon was gone, the pork was gone. The pork was gone the longest actually, which was interesting. Weird. Yeah. Um, and then avocado, egg, Oreos, and good life chocolate chips. I know. Oreos is so written down. <laughs> I know. And I actually ended up getting Oreos in at the end with Thomas. It was like once he was medicated and everything like that, we tried Oreos because they're vegan. They're dairy-free. They're soy-free. They're like everything free. The right. most rent. That's like... <laughs> so I just decided... Avocado, I was like, salmon, and Oreos. <laughs> yeah, delicious combination, by the way. Um, oh, and potatoes. Potatoes is my big one. And that's the first pass for David as well. That's huge. So, yeah. And the potatoes are nice. Cause I can do like, I can make him potato chips and I can make him mashed potatoes and you know, so there's like variations. a variation. Yeah. Fries. There's a thousand ways to make. Yeah. 
And McCain's even makes um, a potato French fry that's got like nothing, no oil, no salt. It's literally potato. So it's getting easier and easier. And I find like this time around, to be perfectly honest, I don't know what difference the three years makes, but there is so much more available for allergy parents. Yeah, there's just so much. And even thinking about like in our area, right? There's a whole natural food, like there's a whole store yeah. yes. in our area. Which that wasn't before. around three years ago. Yeah. Like, like there's a crazy. lot more now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So if people want to find you online, I highly recommend you go follow Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> Where can they go find you? Um, Motherhood Unhinged on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. And then the blog page itself is motherhoodunhinged.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for doing your first podcast with me. This Yay. is so exciting. You're my last guest too for now of this series. So it was perfect Ooh. timing. I'm not sure where I'm going to take it because I honestly didn't expect it to go on as long as it did. Because it's still going now. Or... I was like, this is like a two, three week thing tops. That's sure. what I thought. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think I could do a podcast today for the next three months. Right. Like, who knows what we're looking at, so. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll go play in a park together. Yeah. One day. Maybe, maybe optimistically in the fall. Oh, that's, I was going to say summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, summer. Let's go with I'm, summer. I'm being real optimistic. No, we'll go with summer. I, I mean, like we're not going to go lick a play structure, but. No. My we, kid might. Oh, yeah, my kids for sure will. Yeah, they really like sand. Ugh, Tom too. I don't, I don't get why sand is so exciting. I don't know. Like, why does it need to go in your mouth? It doesn't need to go in your mouth, but yet it but goes it in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Children. Okay. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.